for all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the very weekly manga review show, part of the Weird Science family of manga podcast and. We have a bunch of bangers and to do this show with me, as always, Luke Hollywood. What up, Luke? What up, Jim? What up? And before we get into this, please go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back and then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science Manga, where, again, you can help us out for this show, all of the stuff that we do, our Manga Monday show, and also all seven of our manga reading clubs. And if you don't know what i'm talking about oh. go to the show notes and there'll be links to all those you can check right. all of them out but without further ado we're going to kick into this week's show luke and we have some new books we have Ooh. some bangers here some things Jim's that we been haven't reading. been talking i ended up catching up at least on one of them actually two because Whoa. we're going to have akani banashi but then in a couple books from now we're going to also have tokyo underworld tokyo, tokyo underworld <laughs> Uh, in in a chapter that is pretty cool, and the Akani Banashi even starts up kind of a new section. You end up starting a new arc, so that's pretty cool. And the Tokyo Underworld characters in it don't even realize they're in the Tokyo Underworld yet, so it's kind of a stepping on point Crazy. as well. But we'll start with Akani Banashi. And again, I caught up with it. It's something that we were really digging before mm-hmm. you had kept current with it, kept saying mm-hmm. it was a banger. And mm-hmm. I. Kept seeing a lot of people online and things like that saying that, yeah, there's a lot of hype. It's very popular in Japan and people even suggesting it and other things that I didn't even realize, like a regular comics show that I'm on occasionally on YouTube where people were suggesting it as well. So it is actually a big banger of a book Mm. with a gem of a lead character. What are we talking about, Luke? Yes, this week we have a Kani Banashi story. 33. Oh, story time, Jim. It, it is, is story time. A place of learning. Oh, my goodness. And so, with all of this, you ended up having the big play was the recently finished Karuku Cup. Whoa. Where we did find that Akani did win. And now winner, winner. this is her next stage. We did have a time jump, which yeah. shocked me like eight months. And she has been sent to work at the Joseki. The entertainment <laughs> hall that year-round, it has everything. It's not just Rokugo. It's everything. You have dancing. You have performances. You have all that, but it's, again. I want to see the paper theater guy. Did you see that? Like, what is that dude doing? I don't know. Look at him there doing his paper theater. Something <laughs> tells me Get the that while, while the theater is open 365, 24-7, there may not be that many people hanging around. I don't think it's like around. a packed show. No, I don't on. think the Jeez. paper theater is much of a thing. It's it it runs a little thin. Oh no, paper thin. I mean, <laughs> uh, but if, look at it too. It looks like there's like a rabbit. Yeah, that was it doing getting carrots. What, what is it doing? <laughs> so in that though, we've already seen some of these things mm-hmm. where Akani has worked different places and the life experiences are kind of going to lend you to get different things and it will help your rock go but also at the end of the karuku cup just a couple chapters ago mm. she ended up wanting to learn instruments she wanted to learn more things because again the more things that you learn the more you can put into your rock yep. and she is young 
I mean, that's the thing you can't, you know, forget. A lot of other people doing things have life experiences that can lend them to these stories where that's one of the problems of her getting into the character. So having these sort of experiences will work out. Also being able to see, you know, where the Rakugo is the hottest. Where the Rakugo is the hottest. 365 days a year. (laughs) I'm telling you. And in that, when she ends up going here, she is kind of an awe at first because there are some big stars. Now, I'm not saying the Rokuga ends up being the biggest thing ever, but there are movie stars and everything. Yeah. So they're there. Now, in that, she is busy running around trying to help everything. They the run chores. errands. They're backstage making sure everything flows right. Sleeping on the job. Uh, yeah, we have this one guy who's just, he's a little, you know, rotund, I'll say. Chunky. But this guy likes to fall asleep in the coat room. <laughs> then in this chapter, he's like, hey, can you fill in for me? What does the guy do? My kind of guy. We actually see by the end of this chapter that he might be doing it right. It's crazy. But Dang. we also have to mention that Karashi is a guy in this as well who is just there suddenly. Is there? It reminded me of like Haiku when you end up rivals. where you go. Yeah, the rivals that Show suddenly are almost on your team and working Ooh. with you. And he actually becomes a little less rough. He's not complete gem. Because he was always a jerk in the Karaku Cup. Yeah, even when it's mentioned in this, where Akani, oh, you won the Karaku Cup, he still is a little sore about that. Oh, yeah, he's salty. He's doing his thing, but he seems to be, he's very street smart. Oh, he's playing the angles. Yeah, he plays the angles. So with this, we are introduced to a new character, Asago, who ends up, or Asagio, who is the backstage you know, he's the guy, he has crazy hair and he's kind of doing all these. And basically they are just gophers. And Connie's being told, Hey, get my cushion this far away from the mic. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll go do that. Hey, get me my tea in that though. By the end of this chapter, we find out that these people doing it, these famous people that doesn't impress them. But if you're able to learn some things from him, but also give him like extra things. We have the large in charge guy who barely works, but has extra cigarettes for the one. He ends up being an opening act then because of that. In the good books. Through all of this going on, you do see again where Akani, and this is why this book is good. You have these weird twists and turns where you think, okay, this is just going to be her working there. She's doing there's it. There's always layers. Yeah, there's layers and twists on the way. Ooh. And so through this, which it's a very quick chapter, it really mm-hmm. is, but she is actually doing the work for almost everybody. She's actually going and, and doing the work of the others that aren't really working, but they're working the system. They're working Ooh. their magic. They're rubbing elbows, and that's something she doesn't realize until Asegio comes and says, hey, you did really good. You know, you didn't mess no up mistakes. at all today. Everything's running great. I'm kind of disappointed. I really thought more of you and walks away. And it Ooh. screws with her. Like, what did he say? Like, was he being nice or did he accidentally misspeak or whatnot? But she is kind of depressed about it. She's actually like, oh, man, like, I thought I was doing really good. The big play here, though, is, is that she has to realize That this is for her to learn. This Mm -hmm. is for her to not really do the job, but actually, it's weird, to kind of slack off (laughs) and help the people in a different way, but also to watch how they do their Rakugo. 
to increase her skills. And finally, she does seem to get it. She seems as other people where she sees them slacking what she thought was kind of being jerks, but really they're not. And then at the end, she decides, and this is kind of how the things go with this, Mm -hmm. where she gets all excited and decides, I'm not going to do a good job here. I'm going to learn. I'm going to mingle. I'm going to make connections. I'm going to do all that instead. Man, this is going to be awesome, but I'm not going to be the good girl for that long. In that bit, though, you have this larger guy. I hate to say that. I really don't think they say his name yet, but he says, man, she's a real good girl. And saying this to Karashi, the rival, she's a really good girl. You're going. And then he kind of smiles and he's like, hey, I don't know her that well, but I don't think she's going to be a good girl for too long. And you get that deal where he almost feels like a gem suddenly oh yeah because he's like yeah that's why we're here like, he's not scowling when he says that he's got like that cheeky grin because he's a cheeky boy yeah and i think he's like let's see how this goes the fun play of it is this guy has to be the winner at all like he's so mad that he didn't win the karuku cup oh he's but when akani comes to the deal and gets to the joseki he is so happy that he was there before her. Mm-hmm. That's all he's like. I've been here. I know how things work. Ah, I'm already <laughs> beyond you. Hey, I'm your senior. I'm the. And he's so happy to say that. But it's kind of fun, and it looks like they might become friends. I think that they mm-hmm. will. Oh, he yeah. ends up again. She's very traditional in her Rakugo. He is on the cutting edge, but is he on the cutting edge just because he doesn't know much? Like mm-hmm. one of those where he's like cutting corners but he does seem to want to do the rock ago and is putting in the work here mm-hmm. i mean when he left He's that, learning. when he left the karuka cup i never thought that we'd see him in something like this because he seemed like he wanted to be like hey i'm gonna be big in this and you had that voice actor girl too that i'm expecting we'll see eventually again uh, mm-hmm. as well but he i thought was gonna like give up go back to his acting and whatnot and and so he is there doing the work, putting it in, but he realizes he's, you know, going to, you know, play the system and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. I like this book a lot, catching up with it. And I'm telling you, for the first time coming back to this, it's a little swirling around in my head, all the chapters that I read. So forgive me if I didn't, if I wasn't as clear <laughs> with this one, but it's really good. Oh, yeah. And you, you end up loving Akani. She might get to the point, she actually... She's got a, a bit of Tanjiro in her. Oh. Like, she's solid gold. But, like, with that, like, kind of wild side, too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And the thing is, like, at points, you almost want her to maybe not have everything go her way. And sometimes mm. it doesn't. But it really does overall. But you're happy she's about it. She's the underdog, but... but she always feels like she's on top as well. You know what I mean? Like, she's always doing really good. But that's just because she's in the, the wild go world. Oh and now, goodness. yeah, and now that she won the Karuku Cup, word is on the ship. People have heard of her. Oh yeah, sure. She was going viral a couple of weeks back. Like she's famous now. Gossip girls were all Ooh. excited, all that. So yeah, you have that, and I think that you know she was worried a little bit about that, but it hasn't really affected her that much going no. here. But yeah, she's just doing her deal here, and maybe we'll see where she's getting that one guy's cigarettes next and she'll actually Ooh. be able to do some rock and things like that. But what would you give this? I thought this was a banger. 
as always. And Kenny Banashi is one of the most rock solid books we got each week. I'm talking 8.5. Yeah, Sinichin. there hasn't been a down chapter yet. Right, you read them all back to back, so you know they're always solid and there's never been a dud. I'm telling you, it's a heavy hitter and I'm loving it every week and I'm loving this new environment, the place where the rat go is hottest. I'm enjoying that uh, and I'm enjoying all the interactions with the rivals and that too. And I just can't wait to see more. I'm going to go 8.8, Jim. I'm going to go 8.8 as well. And Mm. what I will tell you, now it it plays out well when you're doing a contest or something like that. But we've had, I mean, how many of the, even the reading club where we're having sports festivals and all these things, what they do in this book really work that cliffhanger well. Oh, when absolutely. you end up having cliffhanger, it's like you need to read the next one. Yeah, and it's not the idea. Oh my god, somebody's gonna die! Like that's goofy. <laughs> Usually, you're like, yeah, but <laughs> the stakes are so high in the Rakugo book. Uh, the Rakugo world, I didn't realize. And when you end up having that ending and that cliffhanger, it's always like mid sentence. It's Ooh. always a statement that doesn't quite make complete sense of like what you think is gonna happen, or but it's always a shock, and it's always a Oh my god, I gotta I gotta see what's going on. And and again I said, usually Akani comes out on top. That's one of the things. Oh mm-hmm. but the way they work the cliffhangers throughout, you're always worried this is the time it's not gonna be on top, especially oh, yeah. when you had Keeps the Karuku uh deal. You end up with the issue ending, the one chapter ending of you know you shouldn't be here. Oh my Ooh. god, what is gonna go on? Like it's really well done. This is more of a subtle cliffhanger mm-hmm. the idea of i don't think she's going to be the good girl for long i love if we came back all of a sudden she's got like leather biker outfit on she's smacking people upside that we're like man i didn't see that much of a change coming but really? i do really like it and i'm telling you the the little little big guy there the rotund guy <laughs> he could be a gem he's actually it seems like it'd be in the funny. uh so we'll go on to the next book though uh, what is the next book, Luke? We're just getting banger after banger now, Jim. Because next up, we have the Ghostbuster Osamu's Chapter 7s. Uh, it makes me laugh when uh, there's no chapter titles. I ended yeah. up looking again. I'm, What's this? Oh, they don't have it. It's funny. Just coming back to this, and I'm, I'm hoping people are enjoying a lot of the books that we do, but I'm like, oh, here we go. This one is very niche for us. It's more of a Luke Hollywood book. I do like it. And I also like being right because what I said in the past week, last week, that I wanted to have Mishin, the rival. I wish that she would have stayed with the, you know, the girls and actually ended up. And I said, oh, it'd be great because she'd be wanting to go through the mangas and Mm -hmm. watch the stuff. And then it'd be real fun. Uh, Instead, she just went home and did that. But she comes back as the rival times two now because she comes back to Osamu and says hey by the way i'm now the greatest geek i'm the mpb fan of all time read them all in the middle of that you have a real cold open where when she shows up there's already a ghost there they're already in the middle of like the chapter shenanigans that actually impressed me more than what we've had up until now because you actually at at one point it seemed like, okay, we're just going to have a formula. We'll have it go the same way. This actually makes me think that they're trusting the reader enough to just jump into it. Now, mm-hmm. again, trusting them because a lot of this is the same thing. It, again, is a geek ghost. But we don't know what's wrong, and you kind of have to figure out what the deal is. And it seems like Asamu didn't even know 
really what would free this ghost mm. to go to heaven. And luckily, Mishan shows up because it deals with, and it's a nice thing, especially nowadays with all the stuff going on, especially with Western comics and these groups and things like that. But again, it happens with everything. It's nice that basically this ghost needs to see that people like things different ways. There we go. That people can all enjoy something and don't gatekeep somebody who's new to something or also might like it in a different You're way. You're not any better than anybody else. And I, I like it. And what ends up really shining through in this chapter is that Asamu, while Mishin thinks she's coming in and like, I'm going to show you, <laughs> I know everything. I'm the geek girl of all time. She isn't. She realizes she isn't. But Asamu never looks down on her. She she thinks it's the best thing ever Asamu's that she's crying. shown the interest. She's so happy. She's so happy that Mishin, because in my mind, she's like, I'm sick of talking to these geek ghosts about things. I want to talk to somebody about this stuff. And it's so she's so happy because, again, it is because of Samu that she went off and learned all this mm-hmm. stuff. And when she comes back, she's a big fan girl. This is a big compliment. Asamu loves it. She's crying. You end up having Mishin getting upset because she thought, oh, she's going to. And again. Almost like the people that this geek ghost ended up dealing with, the people would be like, oh, you just started reading that book. What? You only watched the, the anime. You didn't do this. And what the whole play is, is that this ghost, like a certain video game based off a of manga, but then oh. other people are. And it's like that. I'm more of a fan of the manga than the anime, like stuff like that. And so it ends up Can't where we all just get along. Yeah, really. And the fandom between the rivals, Mishin and Asamu, and it's really a one sided rivalry. I mean, Asamu really didn't mind that much. It's no. just that, yeah, you had that to, to tell everybody Asamu didn't do well in the ghost busting schools. She, she's not really good at it. And Mishin was. But now Mishin thinks I'm going to take over because I think that she was mad that Asamu was getting all the cred. For just this geek stuff. This is something that she hasn't conquered yet. Yeah, and I love the idea. And again, people who are listening, especially with, you know, manga and the people like me. And even when I got into K-pop, I can throw all this in. The idea when you get into something new, you end up, you get nervous. You don't want to ask anybody about it because they're going to make fun of you. And you end up having a, a page, a spread page. That's just like a big globe. The ocean. And Mishin's there. And it's the ocean of fandom that you didn't realize because it does happen. You end up, oh, I like that. And then all of a sudden, people who have gotten into manga recently, you really know that. Like, oh, my God, I thought it was just this little thing, but it's a whole world of info. And it it does get overwhelming at points. It's scary, but you you just wade through it. and You end Mm -hmm. up liking it. Again, when I first started liking Blackpink, and I'm on the podcast going, I like that rose, <laughs> having no idea that it's Rosé. Rose. And if you oh, say Rose, no. you will have people yell at you. They'll, they'll get mad. Yeah, haters. And I didn't know what a bias was. All these things. That, but even with <laughs> manga and stuff, it's so cool. I, I really like this chapter because mm. of that. But really, you play out the idea where Mishin is just upset suddenly because she thinks she's not going to be accepted or didn't know everything. She had no idea there were video games, the anime, all that. Crazy. But again, Osamu accepts it all, accepts there is no path. The path you walk on is the right one, no matter what. You're not in this thing by yourself. We're in it together. It's like, you know, the high school musical. We're all in it together. And then just as they're doing this, and you have Mishin like, oh, my God, 
thank you. I, I thought that I was not going to be able to do this and whatnot. The ghost just starts going to heaven. I'm like, thanks, guys. <laughs> and they're like, what? Where are you Mission going? Mission accomplished. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's the deal. I feel better now because I just wanted people to get along. So who is the gem? I think the ghost. I is. think everybody in this chapter is a gem. This might be the whole these might be the gems of the Whoa. week. But it, it plays out in that what this chapter reminds me of, and I said before, I think that this has a feel of it, still has that Roboco feel where you end up, a, it's kind of a meta thing in mm-hmm. this, but it's a really nice thing. It's a really cool little chapter to show you. And, and then to just top it off, because Mishin, again, she's a little bit sus at points where she doesn't want to admit that she wants to be friends with the sawmill. No way. So then she's like, I'm going to go back home. Oh, and, and you end up where some, you're going to love this, do this, this, read that. Oh, it's going to be great. I'll give you something. I don't need your childish books. As she's like paging through them and she wants to go see it. And even then, Asamo is still just so happy, so yep. happy that she's going off to do this. They ended up saving a ghost. And then you do see Mishin go there and she's full in. But she's like, oh, my God, there's so many things. I never, never realized they were that big. And then also, she says, every bit of Asamu's recommendations hit hard. They're all great. And then it says at the end of two times, it's going to be twice a month now. It's every other week that they're going to release it now, which that is bad news for, you know, a book that just started. (laughs) So it's like, oh, well, there we go. Again, Luke Hollywood, you you do not have a good track record. First furry dragon, now this. Oh, jeez. The hoodies. The hoodies are <laughs> Yeah, Yuri Dragon. I know that. how to pick them. Yeah, that, that's a shame with that. But that was a health issue, right? For the Yuri Dragon. Yeah, that's, it's um, on hiatus. It's not done yet. Yeah, we'll see when that comes back. Hiatus, Jim. I think, yeah, really. Uh, I thought that this was a, a banger. I really liked Boom. it. It's a nice story told in a funny way and oh, yeah. you know it is over the top sometimes the humor but that's kind of what we like so what would you give this i liked it a lot like you were saying like it's a very relatable concept you know like yeah it's the crazy idea of like the you know the ghost busting and the super fans and all this but just this idea of getting into fandom and like the big ocean that you have to cross and going at your own pace that's something that everybody can relate to and everybody's reading and listening right now has had yeah, I mean, everybody's it's, it's been in the same boat at one stage, you know, but be it the black picks, be it the mangas, whatever, you know. So I think it is a very good read. One of my favorite books that's come out every week. And yeah, it's a bummer. It's going to be twice a month now, I suppose. But them's the breaks. I'm going to go with a 9 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to go 8.8 again. Solid. I'm a solid 8.8. Now we're going to go to another one that we're starting up again. A new one for us. Ooh. Here we go, Luke. It's the Tokyo Underworld. I don't even have the sound effect, which I'll have to grab as we go. But Tokyo, it's a weird play. Now, Tokyo Underworld comes out. It comes out with two chapters each time. Uh, We're only going to be dealing with the latest latest. of them, which, uh, well, you go. Tell us what it is, and then we'll get right into it. This week, we got the Tokyo Underworld's Chapter 8, President Tower. Uh Uh-oh. And so in this, this book is kind of a survival horror type deal mm-hmm. and a, and a bit of a game. twist, but it has a bit of, you know, a Squid Games feel. Oh, yeah, it also yeah. has Lord of the Flies, Hunger Battle Games. Royale, Hunger Games, all that. So you end up having that. Now, 
Does it have its own unique flavor? I don't know yet. It's got twin sink is what it's it's got. It does have twin sink. And it it has something because I did end up reading this in a row and I did want to keep going, even if it's just to say, I want to see this people get killed. It's it's kind of compelling. It is. And you, you end up having a play where, again, if you didn't listen, we had hot off the presses for a manga monday oh. just go listen to that which we didn't love the first chapter but you end up having a teacher who ends up killing himself but blames this class next thing you're in hell the tokyo underworld Ooh. where all the murderers go it's the hottest spot for all the murderers but it's weird the play of you know anybody can be involved they're just there it's a way to get them there but things got wacky up until this point too. So at one point the teacher is there because if you end up sending somebody with a wish to Tokyo Underworld you go there as well but he was I dead but now he isn't all this stuff on a bridge with a guy with a shovel killing everybody all this stuff going on we get into this chapter and you're like okay let's get going let's get off the bridge Right, so you get in, and out of nowhere, half the characters are sitting there going, "Is this the Tokyo Underworld? What do you think is happening? What do you think?" The one guy's like, "I really think this might be the Tokyo Underworld." Hmm. You have a television, at least just a television, but it's a program running about people executioners killing you. How many of your classmates just got straight up murdered with a shovel? Play is you have to get to the Tokyo Tower. To get the spider's thread from the president to have a pardon. And Whoa. you're sitting there thinking this is actually the real world? Like, you wouldn't have by this point at least said, Boy, this is messed up. This must be the Tokyo Underworld. The teacher was yelling at them, You're going to Tokyo Underworld, and then killed himself. And then you just saw him a chapter go walking around putting a mask on. It's so crazy, these kids. They're, they're so dumb. I mean, I think there's nine left, not one dumber than the next. I know, like, denial is, like, one step on the process, but, like, this a is... river in Egypt. Dad, this is crazy. It's crazy where they're like, I think we... I think, like, it's a eureka moment. You know what? I think we're in the Tokyo underworld. What the heck? In that they do still have to, they have to make it to the tower. And that, that's a cool play because, obviously, a tower you can see from all the points mm-hmm. in the city. So it is that deal. All right, that's where they're headed. So they end up where, like you said, horrific deaths. They were on a bridge that collapsed. The Rainbow Bridge, it collapsed. Uh All these things. They saw their dead teacher now seemingly resurrected, becoming an executioner. He ends up with the, I'll see you kids later. Like, oh, my (laughs) goodness gracious. All this stuff going down. And you figure, all right, let's just run right to that tower. Let's get, it's already announced that the kill the killing games are back on. Their faces on it's the TV. It's wide open for everybody in the audience. So our main characters are the twins, Yami and Yomi, and also this girl, uh, Saikawa, that we, we knew she was up to something. Oh, so silly. So she has in that where a lot of people were, you know, going with that deal of Yami and Yomi. Oh, man, they're pretty cool. They're, mm. You know, let's see their lead, whatever. But after this, where they start talking to Saikawa, it does seem as if she's kind of taking a bit of the lead. So they end up like, okay, what are we going to do now? How are we going to play this out? We got to get to that tower. This will be cool. Hey, by the way, can we go walk off and go <laughs> see our parents? Let's split up and search for The kids. thing is, because it's like the dark side, it's the underside. It's the other Tokyo, yeah, it's but it's Tokyo Underworld. Downs. It is the upside down. So 
everything, the layout is just Tokyo. So in this, they decide, hey, let's go to our houses and see if our parents. Are, what do you think they're playing? Well, are they cooking up their Tokyo Underworld breakfast? I mean, th- this crap has gone bad. And they're like, oh, and you end up where I thought Saika would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get to that town. <laughs> like, we got to go. She also revealed at the one point she's the only one really to ever get that pardon and survive. Whoa. So she should know what's at stake. She's the Tom Brady of the Tokyo oh Underworld here. Goodness. And she lets him go. She says, okay. Mistake. Like, they have how many people after them now? We don't know. You don't even know really the rules fully, but it's the whole deal of, hey, can we go see if our parents are at home? She should be the one to say, do you get it, guys? This is Tokyo Underworld. Unless your parents killed somebody or whatnot, they're not going to be here. This isn't what that is. Now, in that, I mean, you have already even suggested that we thought that Yami and Yomi's parents, they might have gotten to the Tokyo the Underworld. They parents. disappeared. Nobody ever found them. And we're thinking they would be in the Tokyo Underworld. But I don't know how, what, or when that would mean. And I think that if I would have assumed they did, get there they're dead i mean they're, they this they're lucky that they had not if they didn't have that full class i oh, think yeah. they all would have been dead i have just two people on that bridge yeah there's Yikes. trouble yeah there's no way but i you know the the herd was thinned out <laughs> and they were able to get out of there by the the seat of their pants but mm-hmm. they end up going so in this you have to start thinking about like do you like the characters and whatnot and i do like yami and yomi mm. the twins their little synergy deal is, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's starting to get a little annoying, but it works. Uh, yeah. I'm more cons- I, I'm more like Sayakawa, just mm. her being sucked. She's definitely the most intriguing. Yeah, she is. Uh, Kashiwagi, the bully, he could, just, he could just straight up go, <laughs> well, he's already in hell, but he can Uh-oh. go there again. He can go to the Tokyo Underworlds, Tokyo Underworld. Just recently, in the last couple, ch- we were introduced to like seven, and it, they did it in the way that I hate, where you just like shout the names out. Yeah, we got boom, like boom, archery boom. girl. We got crazy lady who was getting like psychiatry sessions. Here's the ones I remember. I remember Tokoyo, who is the... Uh, but I remember because she has a Yankees hat on. There we go. Yankees hat. And Stylish. maybe who could be a, end up the best is that Horoshiba, the influencer. Oh, the that streamer kid, dude. That kid's pretty funny. Like, yeah. he is, he's like a wild his card. cat hat. His cat hat. So, and, and then says things during this, like, I can't do that. I have my cat hat on. I get there. Oh, so I do like him. But you end up following, obviously, the main characters who are Yami and Yomi, they go back to their house and, you know, surprise, surprise, their parents aren't there. The house Whoa. is just the same as they left it. They get new Tokyo Underworld clothes. Yeah, they have the new Tokyo Underworld clothes. They decide to hold hands. All this <laughs> going on as you end up having something then attack. You end Uh-oh. up hook guy ends up attacking and they're trying to figure out and you end up where. You know, Yami gets hit by this hook that also hurts this Yomi. This is the easiest kidnapping ever. Because you get one of them, boom, the other one's already down. This is trench coat hook hands, horrific looking. Now, Jeez. the worst part is, is that Sayakawa had said, oh, yeah, you guys just go off. Like, there's no problem with all of us separating you going up. And at that point, she's waiting by herself, just sitting there. And it's like, you know, that Yomi is pretty cool. As long as he's around, I think we'll be okay. Uh-oh. As we see hook hands just 
pushing and pulling both of these kids along the floor in their apartment. A lot of people in the Manga Plus are speculating that this is actually their dad or mom. Ooh. And it, But what kind of twist is that? I mean, a clip I like we said about Akani Banashi having some really cool cliffhangers. The idea that it's their mom and dad covered in blood, beating the crap out of them with hook hands and then dragging them across the face. They're, they're face planted on the ground, dragging them. Yeah, that's tough love, all right. But again... You end up at the end, I'm like, I kind of need to keep reading. I, I actually do like it enough that I would keep reading because I just want to see what happens, obviously. But I want to see how dumb they keep it. They, they're not so smart. At one point, they end up being given a gun. And, I don't know what to do with this. And the guy starts shooting and kills his classmate. I, oh, you, yeah. knew, you knew it was happening. That when you give a guy an Uzi and he's like, oh, man, just shoots and kills this. Oh, my goodness gracious. But one of the other things in this, it's not exactly that. I guess it's it's horror, Mm. but it's not horrific. The the designs are. But the overall play is I just laugh at the kids. But (laughs) you are doing what like slasher films do. You you had some unique kills with that shovel. That's, you know, points for, you know, imagination there. Oh, jeez. And then you have this design hook hands deal. And this is more like not like a captain hook. This is more of like one of them hooks that you'd grab something off the top shelf. It's yeah. real long this and it like makes the it butcher hooks. Yeah, and it makes it like really crazy looking. So I'll give them credit for that. And we'll see how this goes and what happens. But they gotta realize they're in the <laughs> afterwards, like, man, that hook hand guy was crazy. You think we might be in the Tokyo <laughs> underworld? I don't know. We might Pretty be. crazy. Uh, but at the end, and also you have like some cool things. You had it with the shovel. They're, it's very big on scraping things along the ground. <laughs> the shovel was crazy. You have these going. But in that, though, what would you give this? And it says at the end, the Tokyo underworld dweller arrives to crush all hope. Uh-oh. So we'll have to see. But we don't know. Like, that's cool. Like, are there other people? Yeah, because the TV said it was open season. So hook hands and everybody's getting involved. And is, is hook hands, though, like maybe running almost like a um, total recall, old people's oh. movies for you, where you end up having an underground of the Tokyo Underground? Like Tokyo the idea that they're trying to get there. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, but what would you give this? Yeah, I think it's very solid. I have enjoyed it. I I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say it's like my favorite book or anything. No, but it's there's not something mine, about but it, it that yeah, compels me. You know, and I even just after caught up here, I've been reading it with the double drops every week. And you know, I don't know. It's like maybe it's got that B movie appeal. You yeah, know? that's like what that it is. B movies horror slasher. It's not too deep. It's I enjoyable. think that you're actually going well with that because of the idea. In those sort of movies, obviously everybody's seen at least one or two of them. Mm-hmm. The protagonists usually are like, I don't know what's going on here. It's that guy <laughs> with the hook hands. You think he's real? Like, they do end up not realizing yeah, the crap dummies. going on around them. They are big dummies. So we'll have to see if that keeps playing out. But I do agree with you yeah. that it does have that B-movie feel that you kind of, you know, a guilty pleasure. Oh, absolutely. This is a guilty pleasure read through and through. I'm going to say I like it a lot. I'm going to go with an 8.5. I think I'm going 8.5 as well. It's so crazy, the idea of it. 
uh, us liking it after that first chapter, and it really hasn't changed much. No. It just ends up, like you said, Tokyo Underworld. Tokyo <laughs> Underworld. <laughs> I finally got it. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm 8.5 as well, though. But we're going to go off now to the bangers. And uh, basically, we go to the Luke Hollywood section so we can have bangers. something on the marquee. Sell the podcast. I don't know that Ghostbuster Asamu <laughs> is going to sell. Ain't that a heavy hitter? Well, Aww. no, but we do like it. We think that people should. Let's, I'd love to see what people are thinking of Tokyo Underworld because it's just Tokyo Underworld. It's just not great, and you want to <laughs> you want to bash it. But you're right. I, I yeah. end up like, you know what? I, There's something about it. I'm more invested in this book than some of the others. I'm like, oh my goodness. Ah, oh, but with that, we're going to go off, and you're going to be talking about what I think would be my hero and Jujutsu Kaisen. Do you have any surprises or are you talking those books? Oh, well, it's just the usual ones. Okay, Jim, that's I, I didn't know if you had something. I didn't mean to surprise you there Luke, with that. But I just thought at one point you said, yeah, I might mix in this or that. I, I was going to do that, but not You got lazy. My, yeah, no, not Tokyo to tune my own heart. You're uh, now maybe, in the Tokyo Underworld. Maybe I'm going to Tokyo Underworld. Not to tune <laughs> my own heart or anything, Jim, but I pulled out the crystal ball last last week. I made made a couple predictions and I, they all came true. Okay. I'm a genius. Well, there you I'm go. Just I don't. I don't. I didn't hear them, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like <laughs> Eric. I, I don't agree. No, I don't. You think... just listen to me throwing shade on you. That yeah, that's all I hear at the beginning. Oh, Jim's lazy. He He's sure not is. With the bangers, kid. Oh my God, the guy has 15 million podcasts, but can't no. read 420 chapters in a Crazy. week. Speaking of which, we were going to do Marriage Talks and, uh, this week, and I did not catch up, not but I'm halfway week. there. We'll be doing it next week. Hopefully, if I don't, though, I won't get sent to Tokyo Underworld. I just Obsolete. like hitting that. But we're going to go off right now <laughs> to Luke's section uh, right about now. What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast, the one-stop shop for all the manga discussions. We've got the, the weekly discussions where we do the reading clubs and then we have the very weekly manga review show where we talk about the hot off the presses books the latest and greatest stuff all around oh my goodness you can tell that jim usually does all this stuff because <laughs> i'm rusty uh no i'm luke there we go but here we are with another two bangers oh my goodness guess what we're doing today folks that's right my hero academia and jujitsu kaisen two of the big books now, I know I said last week that we were going to mix it up a little, but uh, I want to talk about the chapters this week because I feel validated. I feel vindicated. I feel not to my own horn or nothing, but I pulled out the crystal ball last week and maybe I uh, I was correct mundo in a lot of things that I was noticing. And sometimes it's nice to pat yourself on the back about things like that. And I'm going to make you all listen to me gloat like that. Bada bing. So that's the aim of the game here today, folks. Oh, boy. But we do have two big bangers. Two books, once again, that Jim neglects to read because he is a busy man. And he does not have time to be reading all these chapters and missing out on all these bangers. Ladies and gentlemen, what is he thinking? But that's why I'm here to fill us all in, to keep us all up to date, and to figure out what's going on with some of this stuff, because I'm still a little confused. But we're going to jump right in to confusing business, because we have My Hero Academia, chapter 369. 
dude. Oh my goodness. A chain of events across the ages. Reeling in the years here with all the all for one, one for all quirk shenanigans. Oh my goodness. We start in Flashback City. It was not very happy city, it seems. We have uh, loads of explosions and pretty gnarly stuff. We do see the second quirk user gear shift man here. Looking a little bit worse for wear. I suppose he still has his scar on his face, but he's got lots of other scars and blood all over the place. This is not looking good for him. In the hands of a pre-mushy face, all for one. This is back when he could see things. And in those eyes of his, he has tears streaming down his face. Somebody must have been cutting onions in this battlefield. Oh boy. But we do see Quirk Gear Shift Man is doing his best, getting bullets flying. But uh, no. That's not enough to stop teary-eyed All For One. Uh, and All For One is thinking that this quirk ain't up to much. But now when we flash forward, be kind, fast forward up in here, we uh, do see that now in the present, All For One is seeing that this gear shift has leveled up significantly. It's got a one for all quirk boost times nine. And now that Deku, the ninth user, is using it with all his might. It is a force to be reckoned with indeed. And even all for one is tripping so bad that he could see the magic ghosts of the mind too. He could see number one and number two chilling up there in the smoky vision. Uh, and they're looking down on him. And all the different users of one for all have arrived today to watch the beatdown. Bless up. Then we start getting a novel here. This is the most text I've seen per page on uh, on My Hero. It's uh, We're getting a lot of words explaining. And this is what I wanted, really. Uh, you know, explaining what's going on with this gear shift. But it's more of just the idea that gear shift is being leveled up by this all-for-one ability. The boost that came with all of these different quirks. We saw with Black Whip getting more powerful. Each time it gets handed down, it gets built up. The simple might built up within one for all. All might, you might say. Uh, yeah, so it's getting built up, it's getting stronger, and now the Deku's using it, it is very strong indeed. He can go so speedy that he can warp the very laws governing reality. Whoa. And then we see he hits it with the quintuple smash, the smash, 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 if you will. Oh my goodness. It does some damage, and he's handling business pretty well, you might say. Old Shiggy can't keep up, even though he's thinking he's going to look at him from this angle, he's going to get the timing right, but then that's when Deku shifts it into low gear, and we don't know what that does. Once again, this gear shift is confusing me, but uh, it adjusts the speed without abiding the laws of inertia. Don't you be telling me your fancy science terms mr gear shift i don't know what that does but it makes him go slow i suppose and then that's how he avoids the hit and then this is where we get the combo attack to end all combo attacks this is where deku busts out the every trick up his sleeve every quirk in the book really we get the fourth danger sense that's how he was able to avoid it the sixth smoke screen for the dramatic effect the seventh float gives him a little bit of that height. And then the fifth black whip lets him grab Shiggy up in the sky. And then after that quintuple smash that he used with the gear shift that refilled his Fajin energy. Please don't ask me to explain what that does because I don't know. And now he's got another blast the gear shift too. Whoa. So this is... <laughs> you remember last week I was saying, oh, I hope... Uh, 
He doesn't pull out these quirks out of nowhere. Now he's pulling out every quirk in the book. Jeez Louise. But it is uh, it is satisfying to some extent to see... Uh, like, it's not just the one quirk that's being used to save the day. It's, it's all of them, which is interesting. And I do like as well, we do see all the different users teaming up of the minds. They're all getting ready to lay this knuckle sandwich smacked out on this Hansy McGee dude. Oh, jeez. And they're thinking, our meta abilities were never what you should have been worried about because alone... They aren't much, but when you combine them all, they're pretty strong, and the true power resides within an individual's intent. And Deku's intent is to lay the smack down on Hansi McGee, and that's gonna happen quite soon. And he says, this time I'm gonna give it everything I've got, because 120% wasn't enough. No, this time he's giving it 121%, baby. And then, boom, he's gonna be the one to complete one for all. It's looking pretty complete right now. And he says, all for one, you don't get to hurt anybody else. And we do see everybody else that he has hurt looking a bit worse for wear on the battlefield. But no, Shiggy is not gonna get away with it this time. He gets smashed, fingers going all over the shop. He's got a pretty gnarly hole in his chest he's not looking so good and he's thinking that this just ain't fair at all because all these dudes are using all their quirks on me and i can't even use none of my quirks i got the body built with all the quirks all for one quirks and i can't even use them because silly magic eyes and copy boy over there are, are stealing all my quirks a razor head and nato monoma with his copy quirk, and even Manuel, giving them the little water eyes so they don't need to do the blinkings. Bless up. What a hero. But yeah, he's annoyed. He's stuck in Sky High Academy, the flying fortress, and he is just fed up. Midori is laying the smack down. Gearshift says, almost time to shine, boy. Don't forget what Nana Shimura said. We can't take it easy because we're going to get that Tenko out of that weird body stuck in the hand machine, stuck in the hand monster that he is. But yeah, we do see that all for one, one for all is tripping. He's seeing sparkles. And this ain't a shoujo manga. This is something else. This is his sense thingy that he activated way back during the war. And he doesn't seem very happy. He says, no, not yet. So I don't know. Maybe he's getting teleported. Maybe somebody is going to shift over to him. <laughs> Once again, we have questions. And then we do see more. This is from all for one. Yoichi. Indeed, Yoichi. Yoichi is the name of the first brother the one for all all for one first brother the first user uh, i had to check the wiki for that because i didn't remember uh, the entire chain of events up to now will inevitably spell out victory or defeat for all oh my goodness so it's all coming down to this which is what we've been saying now for a couple of chapters and then what the heck not yet oh we switch it up we change the game and flip the script over to a different city altogether and a different battlefield and big spinner has been pumping the guns oh my goodness this skinny lizard ain't so skinny no more everybody he is ripped he looks like godzilla oh my goodness kaiju number fine just entered the building everybody hello yeah, he's looking pretty good and he's looking like somebody just activated a load of sparkles on the page before and he doesn't really know what's going on and victory is still within my grasp thinks all for one slash shiggy slash monster slash handman oh jeez and now we have buff spinner coming in to save the day and we know 
that Spinner had something going on with him and, and Shiggy and All for One and and there was business there. So and uh, we didn't know that he was this buff. So there has been some business going on. I suppose we'll have to wait and see. But it won't be next week, everybody. We're going to have to hit the brakes on now, My Hero Academia, because we are on break next week. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. And I'm not too uh, annoyed because I'll be honest, the last few chapters have been taking us in pretty crazy directions. And usually when that happens, I like when we hit the brakes a little, we, we take a break, we collect ourselves. Horikoshi's able to get everything on track because usually the chapter that hits after a week break or after any type of pause, that's always a big banger. So boom, looking forward to that one. I'm still with a load of questions here. I don't know what's going on with gear shift. Now we can do low gear and now we can do inertia. And then he does the combo with all the other ones and it's pretty crazy indeed so i'm kind of left with still a lot of questions but but he sure seems to be making mincemeat about this big hansy mcgee shiggy one for all dude all for one i still get a mixed up 369 chapters later so uh, i'm not so sure how long left this fight is but it seems we're going to be switching tracks to different fights anyway so maybe that's how horikoshi's gonna extend things along a little interestingly in the comments for this week he actually mentioned it's been about 10 months since I said there was only about a year to go and he says then I'm sorry so that seems that you know there's more to this than just a year we have more than two months in the tank of course we still have a lot of unresolved stuff we still have a lot of active players like both spinner out of nowhere uh, so yeah we can extend this fight along a little so I'll be interested to see where that goes even if the main Deku versus Shiki fight is not tickling my fancy right now at the minute oh my goodness gracious but yeah it'll be interesting stuff i'm gonna hit it with a 7.8 with room for improvement i might add oh my goodness but really where the room is really improving where i'm liking the look of this room a lot is in the jujitsu kaisen's another big banger coming at us strong two weeks in a row everybody hold your horses we're about to go into crazy business indeed because we have jujitsu kaisen chapter 200 the big 200 milestone everybody oh my goodness direct talks part one Yes, indeedy, we have a lot of talking heads, but it ain't so bad. We do see, if you remember Revelation Station that we chugged into last week, we did have Sekuda saying, he is the disgraced one. He is the one that Angel Lady wants to take out. And unfortunately, that's a package deal with young Dory. So we're going to have problems. And Itadori is having problems right now. He's thinking, I uh, I don't feel so good. So he wants to lie on the couch. He wants to get out of Karusu's line of sight. Because he has to play a deadly game of charades. He needs to tell Fushigiro what's going on without spilling the beans. Without Karusu though. Because Karusu, if she found out, she's liable to just take him out on the spot. So he has to do the hand signals like he's landed the jet planes. And he's saying disgraced one is me inside Sakuna. I'm the disgraced one so is Sakuna. And Fushigiro looks like he just cracked all the coats. Oh my goodness. He's trying to figure it out. He sees, I, I do like the, the thing that really seals the deal is when Itadori pushes his hair back for the Sakuna on brand 
hair slicked back look and that's what cracks the code uh oh and that's when Fushigero is thinking uh oh this sure is a sticky situation because not only does Karusu angel lady want to kill the cursed one the disgraced one for all that nasty business that he's been doing and that means killing Itadori too but the worst thing is and what's really bugging Fushigero is that Itadori might go along with it and I'm not saying that I called it everybody I mean I'm no genius or nothing but if you go back and you listen, you remember me saying that uh, I think that Itadori, if he had the choice, he might actually just go along with it because he wasn't so happy with his life with Sukuna after all that nonsense in Shibuya and slicing and dicing and problems. Itadori feels guilty. Survivor's guilt, you might say. And if he had the option to take Sukuna off the board, even if it meant taking himself off the board as well, I think he would. And that's even what he's thinking of here. He says, when this is all over, I'm going to die. So, he has it confirmed in his head already that this is not going to be for long. He was living it up in the bathrobes last week, but he knows that he's enjoying life while he can because he already has confirmed it in his head that he isn't going to stick around. He isn't going to let Sukuna survive that long. And when he has an opportunity like this, when there's somebody who could actually take Sukuna off the board, he'll probably take it. Which is giving Fushigiro the worries because Itadori's his buddy and he doesn't want to let go of his buddy like that, but oh, problems indeed but that's one problem then big problems start coming again because we do find out uh oh a large number of people are entering the colony the battle bus has arrived and we have new players flying in oh dear the kogane the little floaty like mascot thing that uh, pops up and tells everybody what's going on a lot of players just came in 806 seven hundreds of them coming in pouring into the colony what the heck's going on and then we have something crazy indeed we flash back i think to february 2018 this story is already set in like, a few years ago but this is flashback now we are before any of this culling game business and we do see a bunch of americans what the heck and we get uh what is actually quite a quite a handy and distinct and very clear, perhaps the most clear explanation of the Jujutsu Kaisen abilities, cursed energy, all this stuff. 200 chapters in, we get an explanation of what's really going on. And I, I appreciated that. So, the lowdown. You get stress from negative energy. That produces the cursed energy. And it's always leaking out. Steady on. It's always leaking out from the Japanese people. Now, I'm not sure if it's just the Japanese people. Apparently, there's other cases as well. But it's really strong it's very potent in this japanese people business and then when all that cursed energy builds up it creates a special kind of monster that they call the cursed spirit and then these spirits have the supernatural abilities and the people that use that supernatural abilities with the cursed energy they're called the sorcerers oh my goodness it stitches explain it at all given the the jujitsu kaisen 101 class the cursed energy for dummies lecture and he's given that lecture to the united states president what <laughs> Where where did he come from? Out of nowhere. And all his, uh, you know, advisors, I suppose. I'm no politician. I don't know what's going on here. But all the, the big wigs are learning all about the cursed energy. Pretty crazy. And we do see his assistant gives all the advisors and the present these glasses. These are the glasses that they function as a kind of screen. They let people see the cursed energies. We see this with Mackie. That's what she was using before she became super strong queen that she is. And then still 
Stitches, a.k.a. Ghetto, a.k.a. the other guy. I forget his name. It's been a while since we've seen Stitches. Stitches says, there's a lot of things. Won't you see what I can see with these funky glasses? You'll be able to see all sorts of crazy business, like the floor turning into lava or weird bug thingies. Oh, no. Squigged out. The president is he's not happy with this. He doesn't like the VRs. Makes him nauseous. So, yeah, he doesn't be liking that. Uh, he takes off the glasses. But Cyrus Vale, which is pretty much, you already have a bad guy right there. Just in that name. That sounds like every villain in Metal Gear Solid put together. Oh, no. And he is the undersecretary of the U.S. Office of Energy and Environment. He has cracked the code already. He's thinking, this is a vein of gold, and we got we to gotta get on this business quick so we don't fall behind. This cursed energy is energies, and that is a game changer indeed. I mean, the clue is in the name, but when you think about it, boom, here we go. And then it's not over yet because we do have, we do have a little video video presentation here they busted out the powerpoint presentation to show everybody what's really going on and it looks like the president and all his buddies get the highlight reel of jujitsu kaisen they get all the bad jujitsu kaisen boys in action we see toto we see the nami we see gojo pre-box gojo and then we see what could be sakuna what could even be chozo maybe one of the cursed womb brothers but i don't know you can't really tell without looking at the hair he does have that like strap thing on his nose so i don't know what's going all the bad boys in Jujutsu Land, they're all here for the PowerPoint presentation. And Cyrus Vale, he sees it all. And he's thinking, money, money. Cha-ching! All about that dollar. Be Cyrus. Oh boy. The president thinking this is crazy. It's something out of the movies. But Cyrus, he ain't laughing. He sees serious business. He says, don't you see it, Mr. President? The cursed energies is energies. Whoa. Can you think the fossil fuels, the natural gases, even the solar energies and the wind energies, they will all be replaced by the cleanest energy in all of history. The cursed energy, the negative emotions, it's pretty clean indeed. Consider that guy with the white hair, the Gojos. He alone could power a whole nation. What the heck, that's some powerful cursed energy indeed. The president doesn't even consider it. That's ridiculous. What the heck? And Cyrus says, yeah, it is ridiculous. It's Chronicles of Ridic, but it is an opportunity. We gotta use this resource and we gotta seize it and we gotta get producing so America can be on top. You know the way America is. Oh, jeez, all them Americans with their cursed energies. Oh, boy. Can't relate here in Ireland where we run everything on potatoes. But yes, we do have stitches here and he says, guess what? Big news, everybody. In November, Tokyo is gonna not be functioning. It's gonna cease to function and it'll become a lawless war zone. It'll become the culling game shenanigans. And that's when sorcerers are going to engage in the culling game and what are you going to do mr president what are you going to do with that opportunity are you going to send a battle bus full of u.s soldiers to invade japanese territory and abduct japanese citizens to use them as research subjects to get the clean cursed energy to keep bad guy cyrus Vale happy to get the Metal gear solid villain plot going are you going to do that mr president huh says stitches eh, in quite an eloquent manner and that's it bada bing bada boom that's the end of the chapter a pretty crazy indeed lots of wild connotations 
being set up here. America is going to steal Japan's citizens, and we're going to have the cursed energies coming out of the test subjects. I mean, you'd have a lot of negative emotions if you were kidnapped by the uh, American president and his bad guy Cyrus Vale. There would be problems. Bada bing, who needs electric cars? Goodbye, Elon Musk. I'm going to drive my negative energy Tesla <laughs> to the shops. Bada bing. I mean, you know, there you have it. It's pretty crazy. So yes, just the ideas being set up here are very interesting indeed in Jujutsu Kaisen. We already had some crazy stuff with Dory and revelations about the disgraced ones and Fushigiro being worried. So all that is one step and then we go one step beyond. Infinity and beyond when we get to this crazy business with the president. I honestly was not expecting that uh, and it is just to twist up the switch up that this culling game was looking for. I mean, we're gonna have new problems here. The battle bus has arrived. They're gonna have to protect the people of Japan. It's going to be crazy indeed and also protect Inodori's big secret. Don't spill the beans in front of Angel Lady or else there will be big problems ahead. Oh my goodness. Bagger indeed. Yes, I liked it a lot. I'm very excited to see where Jujitsu is going and we're going to find out next week because it is not a break and it will be a banger guaranteed. Yes, indeedy. That's what the crystal ball is saying. Oh my goodness. But yes, I liked it a lot. I'm going to go with an 8.8. I could even go as far as a 9 for crazy, crazy president shenanigans. Wasn't expecting that but it was indeed very fun yes indeed two bangers my hero still kind of lacking a bit but it's getting there it's getting there and jujitsu another solid banger really getting back on track for jujitsu liking that a lot yes indeedy but we have got far over time i've been chatted up here talking nonsense as usual jim's gonna talk my ear off for this nonsense oh boy but speaking about jim I think it's about time we get back to the main show for more new books, new bangers, and shenanigans aplenty. Oh my goodness. We'll do it all again next week with new bangers, solo, me and you. But until then, it's back to the main show with me and Jim. All right, we're back, Luke. And now we are on solid ground because we have three books to finish up the show. And boy, these three are favorites of ours. They're bangers of bangers. We always enjoy them, even though some people, I don't know who or I won't say who, does not like this first book. And it, 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 it actually surprises me. It's such a fun book. But. What are we going to start with, Luke? Well, we kick off section two with the Dan to Dan's chapter 77, which is kind of hard to read because I have to look in real close to the title. Yeah, really. This person is a pain in the butt. In oh, the butt. Oh. Yep. And what we have this chapter is Vimola learning to recognize words and say them. While you have everybody waiting at her beck and call. She's a talk of the class. Holy moly. They like her. She has them all under her sway, except maybe (laughs) anti-Jem Kinta. He's doing his best. He is just (laughs) mad that he isn't recognized by her as the one who defeated her so he could be his... Jeez, he is pretty sus. Uh, He's so sus. And in that, it's the idea where Okaron, he doesn't want to get involved in this. He, He ends up not wanting to be singled out. But you also see... In an old people's movie reference here of Can't Buy Me Love, oh. y- you see that once the whole deal with Vimola starts going down, all of a sudden everybody's interested in the Ocaron as well. Ooh. They're starting to get real interested in it. And you end up pretty much just having a chapter where, I mean, Ara and Momo, they're just pissed. Mm-hmm. They end up, they're not the attention now. 
you end up, they can't even get to. Momo wants to get to Okoron and can't because of sus class president. You class end up praise. where she just is always blocking the way and stuff like that. But and then she starts getting a little bit jealous too. Oh my God, yeah. Oh boy. She wants in. And we saw before that she liked Okoron. So that's why she tries to push Momo. Mm-hmm. But now you have Vimola and Vimola. Who's just saying things, and I'm telling you, it's like the idea. She's very good looking. Everybody thinks she's a cutie pie, right? And so she's just like saying the easiest word. (laughs) Oh my God, she's an Einstein. Takoyakis. Takoyaki. You said that? Oh my goodness, you're so great. You're such the great. And they are all just waiting on her, just standing there to applaud her and help her. And in that, I mean, you look, it's not just the guys either. I mean, everybody's under her sway, except the people who either are jealous, like Kinta, or the other people who like Okoron, like Momo, class president. All right, all these things going on, which does just lead to some character moments between all of them. Kinta's funny, he's just angry, he's always getting mad. And as I always have to point out, Gigi's just going through this chapter just making crazy memes. He's doing crazy things. And seriously, we've said it before, but it is starting to wear off on everybody in this book, especially (laughs) Momo. But you end up where they're all trying to get to. At one point, though, where they're grabbing Okoron and they're trying to pull Okoron from, you know, Vimola, but then Mm -hmm. Vimola's grabbing, yelling, Momo, what is Gigi doing? He might be breakdancing. He is there on his head with his legs spread in the (laughs) weird way going oomph. I thought Kinta pushed him, but I think he might have just started breakdancing. I don't know. Because, yeah, Kinta's running through and just out of my way. I'm coming to rescue. Everybody's trying to rescue Okaron. All this going down. But it is that weird chapter of, like, clicks and jealousies and things Mm -hmm. like that. And that really really goes quick and then has a bit where Kinta comes through here, at least with some mm. knowledge or says the idea we get to that golden ball. Mm-hmm. Vimola has the golden ball. Hey, Okran, she has a ball. I don't know if it's yours, though. And that's when Vimola pulls it out, but then inserts it into her suit, Kaiju which then suit. charges it up. And actually, then it starts glowing golden. And I, I even like that. In, even in the black and white, you can tell. The dull, like rock like ball that it was, but then when you insert it, it starts glowing. And so they end up sitting there. Well, could it be mine? And she got here and did this. Kinta actually had like how he's in the thinking pose too. He's tapping his forehead. He's like, mm. actually, fundamentally, that can't be possible because Indeed. she wouldn't have been able to. And he actually, it's funny. He's talking about Vimola, who is an alien, and it's her suit, but he's like, I've looked at this suit. There's no way. It's too advanced, too advanced to actually change it. But he has cracked a code about the ball. He's right. He says that this is something that she must have already had. Mm, She ends up using that. It It can't be Okarons because of the idea this suit is designed for that. It was not modified to do that then, which, okay, that makes sense. It doesn't push the story that much along. It just ends up like, hey, by the way, that isn't Okarons ball. But maybe something will play out with that. I mm-hmm. have a feeling that what we'll end up having at one point, and this reminds me almost like the Ultraman show, uh, speaking of things that I loved as a kid Old that was uh, Japanese that I could barely even understand anything that was going on. But I loved it. The idea that maybe at one point, you know, when they do find Okaron's ball, 
maybe that's a point where Vimola desperately needs that to charge the suit or something could happen to her and he actually sacrifices it. Because really, what happens with this book? Like, the book is weird. Oh, the yeah. mission statement was to get the ball back. They but then now the it's just kind of like hanging. That's all it is, really. The vibe. That's the mission statement. Some of them haters that we know mm. of. Maybe that's it. Because the book does kind of just, you know, go its own way. It feels pace. like it just goes its own way every week. And whatever happens, happens. But we love every character in this book. Mm. Every single one of them. Even ones that we barely see at points like a Lucy and things like that that we think are complete gems. But in that, you end up where, okay, they're doing all this stuff. What is going on here? What happens then is, first off, Momo sees that people are talking about her. They're whispering. Uh-oh. Also, they're yelling about testicles. Stuff gossip like that. girls. They even say, yeah, gossip girls. They're, they're sus. They're mean gossip girls. Mean you see them. Sus I mean, when you're doing the, the serious deal of like putting your hand up and whispering to oh, somebody yeah. while you're all looking and pointing. Yeah, not that's very problems. subtle. Not very Uh-oh. subtle. So they end up where. Okay, let's do this. We can't talk about testicles or whatnot, but you end up having Vimola, who, again, does hang with Momo because they go home and they even have a nice little deal where Granny ends up yelling, you idiots, you know, because they told her, oh, we went through that shortcut, whatever. And you have both Momo and Vimola. Saw we, but it's it's cute. But then what happens is we're told that the uh, old slit mouth, Uh-oh. the slit mouth woman, when you end up saying Kamad ten times, that only gets rid of them for a little. Temporary. And when they come back, you have to do it now a hundred times. So there's big trouble. And the old slit mouth woman is also revealed to be. And it's one of those cliffhangers and reveals. I'm like, this is a cultural thing. It really, because it's Rieko Kashima is the name. And that's like, oh, my God, Jeez. the urban legend. Kiriko Kashima in the roundabout deal, though, that is a ghost that was in the uh, Persona game. And even in the Devil Summoner deal, that line of games has had this ghost in it. So it's kind of a deal. But that ups the ante. Oh, my God. It's not just this, you know, thing that was where the shortcut was. And we thought we got rid of it. You didn't. But now it's on the move. And now they can't even go out after 10 p.m. because you do see. The old slit mouth Reiko Akashima is walking around trying to find them on the hunt and on the hunt. So and and really like is just a giant peeking in windows. Yeah, don't pull them curtains. Jeez. Seems to maybe be at their house already, but <laughs> you know there's some problems. And they say you can't go out for the next week. Uh, you'll be found, and there's trouble. Now again, in this book, when you set up something like that. Something crazy will happen. They'll have to go out of 10. It'll be mm-hmm. one of those, like, the evil eye Gigi will come back and they'll have to go chase something. You can never expect what's happening next in this book. It'll yeah, so wild. we'll see the deal. But that's the end. But again, in that, they did mess up. But what I like is Vimola and Momo are coming together again. We talked mm-hmm. about this before. Now they messed up together and they look all sad. They said, saw we and the cute deal. but. That's the stuff that gets the bond. That's yeah. the stuff that gets Brings there. close. In the deal that she wants to hate Vimola so much. She, How you know she you doesn't already. Vimola? You know that she doesn't hate her already. Just, that, just the weirdest thing. If you sit there and look, this is a book where you have a giant walking, you know, demon-like thing <laughs> with a, a, 
a mirror walking through. Then you look and you end up having one of your main characters, new main character, with antenna in a kaiju suit dressed up as a Japanese schoolgirl. You can't make this up. And then Momo's there. But it's just crazy. But I do like it. And the art's great. And even this, it's a setup chapter. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's one of those type of chapters. Everything in this is to set up something else down the line. But I always like it because the characters are strong. And I like their interactions. GG's great. And I'm telling you, Kinta is actually a really good addition you know, to this. He's more and more added on to the team now. I'm liking him. Yeah, I like him because everybody else is such best buds mm-hmm. that you need him to kind of come in. And he's just the whiner. He's <laughs> the guy who's always upset. Nobody's tri- But they are actually starting to accept him even more, too. Yeah. Like, nobody's sitting there going, why are you here? He's part of the deal. The crew. I think that he doesn't realize how accepting they are to him yet. So I do like that. What would you give this? I thought it was solid. Like you were saying, setup chapter. Yeah, but we did get a little bit of, you know, progression as yeah. well with, with the ball and like finding out what's going on with Vimoda's suit and all that. So that was interesting. But yeah, coming back, I to be honest, I didn't think we were going to go back to slip out woman. No, and I didn't think got, either. Like, extreme slip I thought that was woman. done. I really yeah. thought that that was just done. They did the pomade done. That was worse. It was just, you know, getting through that shortcut but yeah now they made it worse so the game done changed and it's on the hunt so yeah what would your score be i'm gonna go with a solid eight out of ten i'm gonna be i'm an eight as well oh, an eight out of ten. it's a solid deal so we'll move on to the next book which another one this wasn't out last week so we'll be talking about one of our favorites very sus book right very sus. Uh-oh. What is it, Luke? Yeah, we take a trip down to Sus Town with A. Kashi Triangle, Chapter 107. Nice color page. Gender Swap Awakened? Reversed? What the <laughs> heck? It's so crazy. Tokyo Underworld. It's crazy. You end up where in this chapter, first off, if you want to see Sus, just open it up right away. Page one, Sus. Suzu have one of the most Sus dreams ever. Uh-oh. But in that... Take a cold shower, lady. Because it's such a weird play. They're there, and you end up having this, like, you know, cat version... Kitty. ...of Matsuri... Uh, but that plays out well into the chapter. Like, she actually seems to be seeing maybe some weird twisted future that's going to happen in a bit. But Jeez. there's the, I'll wash your crannies. <laughs> some weird, crazy stuff going on. Oh now, in goodness. the meantime, she's there sleeping and she is hugging Shiragani and all Called this stuff going kitty. down. He's all upset. He's like, you are sus as sus can be. Uh-oh. All of that is classic Shiragani. Mm-hmm. Also talks about the cat meeting that went bad. I, yeah, I want a chapter on the cat meeting. I want to know what's going on. He ended up having town. the cat meeting and only two cats showed up. He was very upset. <laughs> I think when he sent out the cat meeting evite, there were a lot of maybes. Do you think it's like, you know, the bat <laughs> signal, but just like Cat ears. All these maybes. Maybes mean no. That's Shirogani doesn't know that. But he's kind of upset about it. He's kind of like, yeah, that didn't go well. It just made me laugh. That just that aside, it was so weird. But in that, he's doing his deal. You have your head filled with shameless thoughts, all these things going on. And you have a young version inside, all this stuff, trying to remind people of things right before they end up happening. Because what ends up happening is he starts hearing. A voice in his head. And the funny play is, it's it's a shame because you don't get a lot of Shiragani full chapter in this book. He's always, he's good as a reactionary guy. Yep. 
this is a Shuragani chapter, but not really because he's not there when it happens. It's not because, him. Yeah, he transforms and turns into, and it's it's a weird deal, the omakaji of Suzu, the Kamade, where it was the thing that saved his life. But now mm. it's kind of melding in and it wants Part its own deal. And it does end up giving you maybe a new character that can go forward. But I don't know that we need that. It's pretty crazy. Constant. Even in this, right? You end up where you even mentioned like Rochka, who we love. But it's just, hey, Rochka, I'm done with the bath. You can go in. Okay. Done and done. She's there done. We go. She'll, she'll show up at the cliffhanger page just to be there. But you end up where the big play is, you know, obviously, Matsuri and Suzu. But in that, all of a sudden, there is a big burst of energy, and they end up, and you even have, you know, Bramps saying, oh, my God, I think that it might be Shurgani. This is some powerful stuff on the roof. But then when we go up, we see that this is that transformed version of little sexy cat version of <laughs> Shurgani that even looks a bit like Matsuri, even, but also looks like the dream version and Susan deal memory. It gets all twisted and it's turned. Crazy. but. And luckily in this, you have what always comes through, the reverse tattoo, the gender reverse tattoo, the symbol on Matsuri. But in that, such a crazy idea that this version here kind of explains it. Hey, I ended up saving Shurgani. He's healing. And now I want out a bit. I want to be able to do stuff. So I end up being able to transform this cat-like version deal. But. Hey, look, maybe I can reverse the gender swap. Maybe I can make this Try right. It I It threw me off. Oh, big time. I thought, is this the final chapter? Exactly. And I'm like, is this going to be one of those where, where you, you know, you 110? What the and heck? I actually was thinking, like, oh, my God, is there something like Luke would have told me if, if something was going <laughs> on? Because we've talked about the idea what does happen. When Matsuri goes back yeah. to being a boy, that and would like, be Endgame. We've been like, you know, yeah, this book keeps on chugging along, but like 107 chapters, how much is left in the tank? I was like, and, wow. And this how could much be is it? left in the tank in a thing that moved the jump plus, ends up being digital only? Like, it's it made sense to it me. Like, oh, going. crap. I actually got real worried and, and actually oh, got yeah. a little sad because how much we like this. <laughs> but it also just surprised me. Like, holy, like, this is out of nowhere. Oh, very, yeah. She goes to do it, and then it gets sus as sus can be. I mean, I'm talking not even panties at one point. Uh Yeah, panties at first, gender swap, awaken, reverse. But then it's just full out, holy moly. (laughs) But it doesn't work. It ends up not working. And then I'm like, oh, you jerks. Like, (laughs) now I felt like I was ripped off. I was like, oh, I got all worried. Um, But what you then have is. You know, this Kanade who is down on her knees, oh, hugging Matsuri, kind of pelvic face, so, things like that. Uh, it didn't work. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I freaked out for a minute. I guess that the idea is that the real, you know, full Shuragani in his full real consciousness has to do that. It mm-hmm. can't be something like this. Uh, it's a weird play. It was a weird idea of like them trying to maybe tell us something that we didn't even think about yeah, any I other know, way. That you know was what I mean? We had to know. Yeah, and it's like we, we get this new character and they think that, oh, that's going to be the thing that people bring up. It's like the answer to the question we didn't ask. I wouldn't have even thought of it. I don't even know if there's like that deep a discussion going on with a book exactly. like this. It feels like it's like solving the problem before it exists, that's but I don't I'm even saying, think but it that was a problem. It didn't seem like it was a problem. So in that, though, 
you get Suzu just completely out of her mind. She's on her crazy origami deals flying around. Surfing. She can't even control it. She's all up in it because when she comes up, she sees this sus scene. She loses control. As she ends up crashing, you end up having Shuragani becomes himself again. He oh. starts yelling at everybody like he does about, oh, this deal. Then they start popping back and forth between them, which is funny. And I, again, it feels a lot like they're trying to show us things like, if we didn't get it at this point, that this is Shiragani, who is transforming into cat girl Kanadi, you're going to see it back and forth. And yeah. I'm like, it's weird. But at the end, it's it's fun. And so he's like, hey, it's me, Shiragani. I'm back. Yeah. And also, poof, you can call me Kanadi. No, no right. poof, I don't want that. This is my body. They're arguing, but it's fun. And then you just go to, <laughs> it's funny too, Uni Mirror. And Rochka, they're just having their bath. And in that, I really like the, you have a editor's note that you end up having only using cloud block for the uh, almost like sunscreen, but it's blocking clouds. I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's kind of funny. Overall, what we needed was Susu's brother to show up and then things really would have went wacky. So, uh, especially if he would have saw this Kanadi and he's doing weird things. Oh my goodness. In that too, I really wish and I hope we get it, but the play is that Kanadi's kind of the innocent, you know, deal, the omakaji of Suzu. But wouldn't it be funny if it was complete susness? Because that's what Shiragani hates. He, he get, and then when he puffs into that, you get horned up deal, but you don't. It was a weird chapter. I liked it. I liked it. But again, it felt just like Dandadan. The way that it played out is like, okay, in this book, you do have these little things and going on. We're, we're kind of in need of getting Dark May back full Maybe. out and getting back to something solid going yeah. forward. We're having kind of one shots in this that are fun. I do like them, but this does set up something with this transformation and stuff like that. But other than that, it's kind of like a, a fun little jaunt, little freaky Friday kind of actions here and, and go with it. But uh, what would you say it is? What score? Yeah, I thought it was decent. Uh, I don't know. Like It gave me a bit of a fright in the middle. With the, the, yeah. the, I thought it was done. So I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little bit salty with it after all that. Uh, but yeah, I suppose like get Kanadi in here. It's it's very like just it's confusing to describe and even just yeah, more confusing. Like, there's so many there's stuff going on with this book. This book has perhaps the most complicated cast and stuff going on with all of them and who likes who and what's going on between them all. But nobody, <laughs> everybody's reading it just because it's sus. So there you go. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to uh, go with a probably 7.5 for this one. I'm going to go 7.8. I am. I was going to go 8, but I'm going to dip it down for them, you know, getting us sad and worried. And then it was just a dupe. It, it felt kind of cheap at that point. But I, I'll have to tell you, that could have been a cliffhanger. You could have mm-hmm. had, oh, now I can stakes. reverse the deal. It could have been something, but it just was for fun. But it came out of nowhere. I, I did not expect it. And no. You said the one thing this week on this and us just coming back and me catching up on things, but some of these chapters this week are very tough to explain. Yeah, we, it's a tricky I'm week this week. I'm struggling a bit with this tricky week. Not going to have this problem, I think, in the next one. And it is the <laughs> end of the show, but oh. what are we talking about? Well, we're wrapping it up with a banger and a quick one this week, Jim. We have the Chainsaw Man's hot off the TV presses and now hot off the, the reading presses too. It's the Chainsaw Man. Chapter 106, 
Bonfire. Bonfire. Banger indeed. Remember, we ended up having Yuko at the end of last chapter say, Hey there, Asa, don't go to school tomorrow. What? They're bullying you? I'll take care of that. Call the police. It is funny in this where it almost plays out like we said, like the idea we know what's going on. Like, we're not dumb. We know. I wonder what this means. Really? You wonder what that means? (laughs) Yeah, she's almost like, is this really the Tokyo Underworlds? Yeah, some bad stuff's happening tomorrow at school. Tokyo Underworlds. Oh, boy. Oh, do you think that she means something bad is going to happen? Oh, no, no. She's going to go in and lecture them and maybe give them a pamphlet on the ills of bullying. I think that might be it. You know, since she has the justice devil. What could go wrong? You know, what? You know, really? So it is funny. Uh, I did end up in this chapter really appreciating more and it, it's one of those i think it plays out even more in this one the idea of scarred up yoru as opposed to asa when you go back and forth i i actually like that Easy in to tell. This, and i do like them going but in that you have a lot of talking heads in this but it goes real quick oh yeah i mean this, i really thought this was one of those you know x chapter i thought this was 10 Zip pages through. when i got done i ended up checking and it's weird we used to talk a lot about the idea of checking page count. Mm-hmm. I had to check it the opposite way, where I'd like, this can't be that. Like, what happened? It's done already. I'm like, nope, it's it's there because you do have. I mean, just setting up that Yuko deal, but having it in the background that still has tension to it. The idea that she is going to go up and shoot up the school that has to, even if you don't know the bullies or care or whatnot, we kind of do, but. The idea that we've seen killing, Asa killed, you know, teacher, class president, all these things going on, that's not going to shock us. But still mentioning, you know, shooting up a school, that, that's a rough thing. And yeah, it ended up with that, with that tension, I thought, uh, done in a way. I don't want to say done in a great way because it's still, it's, it's a sus thing. But it is well done here where you do have Asa. I wonder what she meant. Yeah, you were like, really? I mean, a war devil's mm. like, this is bad. Like, she's going to do that. But all this is that almost like where we have in even Dandan and I, Kesha, you have these love triangles and quadra healer zones, layers. whatever. You know, have all those layers. In this, you have the layers of, I want to kill, you know, the chainsaw mm. man, but the I also want to kill these devils, but I want to get in the thing. There's this weird thing going on of trying to get where you need to go but allowing things going and in that yuko kind of is nice and a friend to asa but now she has the justice that so you end up you want to kill her to end up getting denji chainsaw man's attention all that stuff so there are these layers going on because in that you end up having what is the funny play of Yoru saying, we're going to go and we're going to kill Yuko. Uh, we're going to kill her before she does all this, but not for a good reason. It's nope. not like we got to save these bully kids. No. This they is just want her to, agenda. Yeah, this is where they're going to kind of, you know, get in with devil hunting, also get the attention of Chainsaw Man. Maybe he shows up, all this stuff going. And it just goes back and forth, but it really is this deal of... You know, this this interaction, and I think it's really well done. And if that, the thing is as well, like, if she doesn't like it, tough toenails, because she's in the driver's seat now. You know, this is this is the war devil taking over. And she does say, I'm going, and I'm not going to let you kill Yuko. Well, you don't have any choice. I'm going to go. Be- and even with that play of, you know, you're not going to be able to also tell any humans about me, and they can't find out whatnot. But you do then end up having... 
you know, Yuko, who she's going to do this, and she thinks that she wants to be like Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, he's the guy who gets done, and I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to do that. So I'm going to go get bully boys and girls and Uh take them down. And even then, you have like a really like plotting way of her going to school. Oh, yeah. It's just so normal. That's what throws it off, because you know that she's a psycho. Yeah, at one point, you're like, Oh my, don't get that cast foot in the mud. <laughs> there's a panel. But it ends up working like that. There's the, it's not tension just because of, it is though. Oh yeah. The idea time. of what's going to happen because now here's the thing, the layers, the tension is her going to shoot up the school, but also getting killed. You don't know which you mm. care about. You or don't know who to root for here. Do you blame Yuko or is what she's doing more the justice devil? Like there's all that stuff going on mm-hmm. in this where you do end up having that tension going. But when she gets to school and it does take a while, you end up seeing, you know, Yuru there in Ace's body. But it's Yuru with a katana. I'm like, you are Uh-oh. not being subtle here. Like, you are not. <laughs> How was that allowed at the school? And seriously, in that. I thought that it was not the best play because I would have thought that the war devil was going to wait until the reveal of Yuko as she kills the kids, then go because the war devil doesn't care. Nope. And I thought that was the play. Wait till the reveal. Well, when you do have this, you see now this is a confrontation not between Asa and Yuko. This is war devil versus justice devil because in that. It's like, hey, we're going to go and I want to stop the bullies. But and that's the justice devil's deal. You would. But says move aside, Yoru. It's nice. We're meeting here, but we'll fight afterward. I'm going to get these bullies. That's what I'm all about. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do that. And you end up where it's funny because I didn't even realize the first time I read as they're talking is what Euro spells out. The word devil spells out. You're going to have to go through me. Then you can get the bullies, and she starts hulking out. And I Uh-oh. didn't realize at first because I was looking like all of the glass in the school. It's all breaking because of this transformation. And then you go back, and I'm like, what is this? I'm, I don't know what's going on. It is wacky. Crazy it is looking. so wacky. I will say one thing in this because I think that this book always looks incredible. Yeah. That doesn't look great. The no, idea of this justice that whole splash devil, really just kind yeah. of it's thrown off a wee bit. It, it's a little less detailed than what we usually yeah. get, and it even feels like that shading was done at the last second. Even if you, you look, look at I mean? the shoes, like your shoes, like there's problems going on there. I don't know. Even before you're going with the shoes, even like before <laughs> where you have, you know, the idea of Yuko when you see her, like. You can tell she's tired. Like the expressions are always great in this, but mm-hmm. the book, even as she's going through downtown, all the detail of the buildings is always great. And then at the end, it, it was a little disappointing to me. It's to basically see that's this. the wow moment. And that's the deal. You would have thought that that was the big thing to mm-hmm. hinge on. I'm telling you, even at a point, if you look at, I guess that's glass. I thought it was a bit of the tail. I'm like, I can see through it, but it's part of that breaking glass yeah. there, but it doesn't play out very well. It really doesn't. But mm. I still liked it. I still thought that this was one of those chapters that kind of reminds you of how well done this book is mm-hmm. when we have two characters here that I don't know, you can argue with me, but they're not likable. Even when they're not devils. I mean, the idea of Asa, she's not likable, but 
you're intrigued by her. Oh, and yeah. the character is developed enough that you end up wanting to see what happens. And then to throw this Yuko, who we said right away was sus, and then to go, she's not real likable either. But you start to worry about him. You start to feel bad for him. And that's where I think the key of this second round, if we call mm. it, you know, we don't have that Denji in this yet of the, oh, man, I, I'd read anything with him because he's so nice and mm-hmm. he wants to get his dreams and stuff like that. This is more of a, you know, darker yeah, feel and the, the main characters. Yeah. And then Denji comes in to just be wacky. <laughs> you know, hey, look at me. I'm the chainsaw. <laughs> I'm doing that. But yeah, these two characters, it's a tough sell. But mm. it's it's work because of how well it's done. And so oh, yeah. I do like this chapter. It just, again, I kind of want to get to something more uh, mm. by this point. So let's see how it goes. But what would you give it? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be a bit of a negative Nancy, I'm afraid, Jim. I, oh, uh, I, I don't think it was the best Chainsaw Man chapter we've ever had. It's the worst since we came back. Yeah, is that, yeah. I, and I uh, suppose maybe it's as well, like, because of these longer waits between the chapters, that we just blitzed through this. And it didn't really feel too satisfying, you know what I mean? Because it it was a it was a lot of talking heads. It, it got a little bit shifty with the art, especially towards the end. And uh, yeah, it, I, like I kind of just want to get the ball rolling with this fight now. I'm looking forward to that, but by a chapter in its own right, just by itself, wasn't the best that we've ever had. Uh, but still solid. I mean, like a bad Chainsaw Man chapter is still. A pretty good chapter, it's if you know what I mean. A bad Chainsaw Man chapter is still five times better than Game Devil. Oh, right, absolutely. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> yes. Uh, what score would you get? I'll go with a solid, albeit it could be better, 7.5. Okay, I'm going to go 7. I'm going right, to go 7 again. Enough. I still like the tension of it. I still like the dialogue. I like that back and forth, especially between Asa and Yuru. I like when Yuru says, you can't stop me. I- I'm I'm taking control now. That was big, and that felt like, mm. oh, my God. But it also then, it, it's a weird play because it, it gets Asa off the hook there. Oh, I don't want you to kill Yuko. And it gets her up, but it's, she can't be off the hook. She is so sucked mm. with all the things that I don't really ever feel that bad for. But I'm here to see what goes on, and I'm here to see how things go. So I'm 7, you're 7, 5. It's, it was a bit of a disappointing one yeah. uh, in that. So. With that, that is the end of the show. Who is your gem of the week, Luke Hollywood? You know, (laughs) I want to say gem of the week uh, is the chunky guy in a Kenny Banashi. You're saying the chunky guy (laughs) in a Kenny Banashi. I'm going to go Mishin in Ghostbuster Asamu. She was a gem, even though she tries not to be, but she was a gem. So I'm going to go with that. Now, Now, we used to put our reading club chapter of the week at the end of the Chainsaw Man Reading Club podcast, and I thought it'd be probably better to do it here. It also gets people the idea that we do these reading clubs, and I'll mm-hmm. just let everybody know we have a Spy Family Reading Club, uh, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, Death Note, and a Dragon Ball. Baggers. Also, something else might be in the works, Look, but I won't Ooh. say that yet. But Big dreams. I said we will let the chapter of the week here. And I think it's a good play because just to prove to people that I do love, and it's one of my favorites, Chainsaw Man, that was my chapter of the week this week that we talked about on our reading clubs. That hasn't come out yet on the feed yet. That'll be out on Fridays. But again, you can check the show notes and see all the schedule. What would be your chapter of the week? I'm surprised you picked that considering all the stuff that happened in it that I I didn't think you were such a big fan of, Well, it was disgusting, but we Mm. ended up giving it a pretty high score. I'll tell you. 
We did. I thought it was iconic. I'm going with it too. Uh, yeah. Unforgettable oh, chapter. And it, it, it's funny. Just it's uh, kissy kind of up chapter. Chapter. <laughs> People will know. That doesn't you'll spoil anything. But if you have read that, so you'll know it. Oh my God. It made me wretch Probably. when I read it, but it was a good chapter. It was a banger in a weird way. But yeah, check out all of our reading clubs. Uh, we have fun with that as we go through a chapter of each of those each week. And, and the furthest we've gone on most of them is chapter 21. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't read, any of those big books i think most people have but if you haven't you can catch up easy and and again actually all the chapters are out you know all the podcasts are out there you can go at your own pace anyway so they're all there going on so yeah i have something maybe in the way i'm gonna throw it by you kind of like the and the spy family were actually only up to like chapter eight we started Mm. that a little later uh but it's kind of in that realm but i'll I'll let you know but with all that thanks everybody for listening uh, we're going to, as I said uh, last week, we're going to expand different books. We end mm. up where I'm catching up, where you told me Marriage Toxin Banger. is one I need to get to. So I'm going to catch up on that. We're also going to do The Polar Opposites. Banger. And going back to some of the Jump, regular Shonen Jump stuff, Blue Box, Sakamoto maybe even throw days. in some Sakamoto Days and some Roboco. But you told me, and me and you were going through Roboco. It was some fun stuff in that. It, we're, I, we can't be the only ones who like it. <laughs> I think that it's become one of those that people don't want to admit they like it. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. It is a, it's one of those that it's just fun. That's it. That's How all it is. It? It's not trying to do anything but be fun. And it is. You got Jeff. kneecaps and crazy nonsense. But. Thanks, everybody, once again. And uh, so we're going to go off, but please rate and review the show if you would be so inclined. Go to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And go to our Patreon to help us out for all these shows, patreon.com slash Weird Science Manga. But we will all talk to you all, 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 all back in the Tokyo, Tokyo Underworld. Underworld. We'll talk to you Crazy. next week. You are all weirdos. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.